This is the intro song for my asshole brain. <laughs> this is part two of our discussion on the over-celebration of everyday events. If you have not listened to the first part, you should probably go back and do so. Enjoy. A lot of these things, some of the stuff we've talked about, like elaborate weddings and, and things like that, are nothing new. Yeah, it's Bridal showers, baby showers, right, those are traditions. I don't take issue with that. My issue is with the things that are taken to extremes and require a great deal of other people, money-wise and time-wise, that is unreasonable like the, and becomes a burden. Yeah, like you post them here, the promposals. Right, or things that are so elaborate that it just beca- it's all about competing. So promposals are a thing, right? Like it <coughs> used to be back in the day when when I went to... I actually was went to three proms. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying. Do you apparently. have consumption? I may. It it was just a matter of like, oh, I'm dating you, so it was just taken for granted that you guys were gonna go to the prom. Now it involves these elaborate proposals to get someone who was already planning to go with you to actually go with you. And again, the issue with it is is I don't take issue with the gesture. Like somebody wants to actually be officially asked rather than just under the assumption that they're gonna do this thing. I understand, yeah. but it's when people have to spend a tremendous amount of time and energy, especially if they're broke teens, coming up with some inventive way yeah. to ask someone to prom with them. Who's going to go with them anyway? Like, if they're your girlfriend, they're going to go with yeah. you anyway. Why do you have to go through this elaborate... Yeah. And some of them, like, are cute, but yeah, then some of them are just insane. And then there's been... And they have to film them and post them. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not... You can't just do it. You have to record it, and then you have to put it out there well, for Well, and then there's review. been... There was one that happened this past prom season, and I guess somebody did it somewhere last year, too, so it was basically like a copy, but it was super fucking racist. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And, like, they, like, posted it and shit, and then, of course, there was, like, a backlash, like, hey! Surprise, surprise. Yeah, this is, like, really super fucking racist, and it's a, you know, it was, like, teenage kids. That's not really cute anyway, nor is it particularly romantic. Yeah. But also, then you... Put it on social media. Well, one of them, so one of them was um, actually from Palos Verdes Estate. That's more like an affluent Yeah, I'm going to say that sounds like money. Right. So there was some guy, and this is from the LA Times, by the way. Um, a boy identified by his peers as a foreign exchange student smiled as he looked off into the distance. Through The girl threw her head back in laughter. Someone snapped a photo because, of course, in an instant, memorializing memorializing the moment and the hateful message on the poster. Bianca, you're a racist, but I would give anything for you to go with me to prom. Six extra large letters within the message clearly spelled out the N-word. Wow. The bold lettering of the racial slur stands out starkly against the pearl-hued poster board. Well, it sounds pretty. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, that's just one um, that clearly shows kind of like a lack of understanding. There right. was one that involved like a uh, Confederate flag. Yeah, I don't know. So okay. what's concerning <laughs> is that there are several in order to go. There was one. There was that, this one, yeah. and there was this other one, and then so yeah. not only are you doing something kind of ridiculous that you're doing a promposal, but also then you're being racist in addition which is just that much yeah but hey i guess racism's free so at least they're not spending too much money (laughs) racism is free (laughs) (laughs) that makes it okay right just the cost of sharpies and poster board board and thousands of years of oppression (laughs) and your (laughs) self-respect Oh, so, so that's another thing, though, where, like, you can find... And, again, if you do searches for uh, goods to help you do this, it's, as we mentioned before, like, there's industries that are like, yeah. oh, this is a thing. Let me sell shit for it, oh, right? Oh, I was looking stuff up for this, and, like, I plugged in, like, gender reveal just to get some, like, information. The Every single search, the first thing that was, like, Pinterest ideas, yep. gender reveal, like, I mean, blogs and things. And I was like, God damn. Cakes. Party decorations. Everything you can think of. And then there's got... So in addition... Oh, and I hadn't even mentioned this in in addition to the weddings is you also have... And this isn't one necessarily that has been monetized, but 
elaborately choreographed dances, either walking down the aisle. So they have like the entire wedding party doing these dances that the, then they then record and post yeah. in hopes that that will go viral. Or they have choreographed first dances between the bride and groom. Yeah. And on one hand, I think it's cute if you guys want to do that. It's the point at which it's not about... It's not for you. It's not it's about... It's for me, you know, right. Facebook. If you're doing it out of celebration and it's something yeah. that you want to share with your friends and family, I don't have a problem with it. When it becomes a competition to get more likes on social yeah. media or out of the hopes that it's going to go viral. Again, a wedding is a celebration of two people committing to each other and entering into a marriage, which is work. When you are focused only on the spectacle of it, yeah, and the and and just trying to garner attention, then it almost to me feels like you're cheapening something that is supposed to be taken pretty seriously. And it's a bit short-sighted. Yes, because it, like this is one day that yes, yeah. maybe you spent several months or years planning, but that's literally the smallest part of this whole thing. Because yeah. presumably you have like another. Thousands 40, of days. 50 years. At, like, you have thousands of days ahead of you. When you say it like that, it sounds depressing. It does if you're not happy <laughs> with the person you are. If you like the person you're with. I said if you don't like the person you are. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> God, I have to live with myself. I'm always here. I have to live with myself for thousands of days. I'm not going to lie. There are moments <laughs> where... I'm really not loving, like, how I'm feeling and my asshole brain. And I'm like, God damn it. Do I really have to live with myself for another 30 years? Here's the thing. Uh You don't have to. (laughs) But. (laughs) I'm also ruled by a very strong sense of obligation. So my need to be there for people like my children and my husband, no matter how much I'm tired of myself... I I've got to keep on chugging. See, that's the nice thing. Obligation obligation has never been a big thing for me. Don't give a fuck. I was talking to Steve. We sh- we could actually do an entire episode about this, to be honest, because I was really frustrated yesterday, and I was having a conversation with Steve, and I'm like, I spend so much of my life doing things I'm obligated to do, and so little doing what I really want to do. I'm like, when do I get to the point where I get to spend more time doing what I want to do? And not the majority of my time doing what I have to do. I feel like that's do. probably the last couple of days before you die. <laughs> like, I feel like you had a point where you're like, cool, I get to do me. And then death. Right. Yeah. I'll have an aneurysm and, and just die immediately. Probably. And I just, like it gets exhausting. Works. And the thing is, I am very big on doing what I need to do. Like, I meet my obligations. And then I look at stuff and I'm like, and where the fuck has it gotten me? Right? <laughs> God damn it. I'm not getting raises. I'm not getting promotions. I'm not a millionaire. I meet all these obligations <laughs> and all I get is more obligations. Yes! Because then you become the dependable one. Right. And they love you because you're reliable and you do what you're supposed to do. So they give you more See? to do. And I don't meet obligations <laughs> and no one holds me to God damn it. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. You could go back in time and change. Unfortunately, as a mother, I I cannot, in good conscience, relieve myself of certain obligations. I mean, you could. You just wouldn't be an active well, mom like, anymore because children's services. Well, like I said, in good conscience, I can't oh. give up those obligations. Although all my kids are conscience old enough now nonsense. that they can take care of themselves. So I don't think CPS would get involved. I might just thoroughly destroy the relationship with my children. Xander, if you're listening to this, you can only do so much. So <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I'm an adult. That's what I heard. <laughs> now he doesn't want to call CPS on me because he actually likes me. So, Or so he says. And that's right. It could be all an elaborate ruse. <laughs> all right. So in addition to some of the other over-celebrations, so we've talked about gender reveals, promposals. We've talked about like a lot of the uh, extreme things that can go into weddings. The other thing is uh, the number of graduations involved with kids like you've got preschool graduation kindergarten graduation elementary school graduation middle school graduation and then the actual graduation graduation high school right and i 
I did not have any graduations beyond my senior graduation when I was growing up. And actually, I my kids don't didn't remember either. anything. Like, I was asking, I asked my mom a while back because, you know, a lot of schools do, like, the kind of end of year, like, kindergarten thing. And sometimes those are just flat out adorable because it's a bunch of. But they're like celebrations. They're not graduations. Yeah, I've like, seen I've seen ones where they're actually wearing cap and gowns. Yeah, I've seen those too. Well, and I asked my mom. I said, "Did they do anything like when I like finished kindergarten?" Mm-hmm. And she couldn't, if if I recall correctly, she really couldn't remember anything. So I'm like, I don't even remember that there was necessarily like a celebration thing, let alone a fucking graduation. And I, yeah, I'm yeah. not buying like cap and gown for high school and college was. Fucking yeah. ridiculous. There's no way in hell I'm buying miniature versions for my... Fuck that. Well, now let him still let you rent them. Still. Or if you buy them, they're not very expensive. Yeah. But still, even when I'm not paying $25 to rent a graduation cap and gown for my fucking eight-year-old. These are supposed to celebrate accomplishments. And I'm going to sound like a real asshole here. I'm but probably really, going to agree with it, so go ahead. Your four-year-old moving on to kindergarten. Right. And... In quotes, graduating preschool. Is that really that big of an accomplishment? They didn't shit. <laughs> they didn't shit themselves on their cot during nap time, and they learned to not eat Legos. That's not graduation worthy. Now, if your eighteen-year-old has managed to not shit on the cot at school during nap time or eat Legos, yes, that's a valid celebration. But your four-year-old. I would like to think that we have higher standards for our 18-year-olds. I don't know. Have you met 18-year-olds? And that's not to say that on an individual basis, you shouldn't celebrate that milestone. I absolutely agree you should. Privately, within your own home, celebrating each of your children's milestones is wonderful. Like Every time my kids reached a new stage, I kind of sadly said goodbye to the previous one and embraced the moving on to the next one. I celebrated their accomplishments. Like when Ava was in dance when she was a little girl and they'd have the recital, like we'd get her like roses or something, right? Yeah. Like we would celebrate the fact, the end of that. So I don't mean to imply that we should be like, eh, you know, fuck wh- you. What the fuck ever? You're yeah. supposed to get out of preschool. Piece of shit. Right. Like I'm not saying we should belittle our children yeah. or ignore their accomplishments, but we don't have to celebrate every yeah. single stage that they go through like not at least not at least excessively and in a public form because then they could you're setting them up for the expectation that everything they do is going to result in a fucking party and that's what i was going to say like it sets and i mean and not that we shouldn't you know i think we should celebrate to some degree small things too but it sets up an unreleased unrealistic standard that every step of thing like every step in life that you do whether it's expected and standard or not is going to be greeted with a hoorah and a party a party and gifts let's be honest a party and gifts yeah. oh you did this party yeah. and gifts let's you did be this honest party and gifts <laughs> after high school graduation and then maybe you get college graduation that shit's not a thing like Every time you finish a project at work, you're not going to get balloons and cake. No. Like, every time, you know, like, hey, you had that report due last week and you got it into us on time, you're not going to get fucking gifts and balloons and cake. Like, There's a point at which you have to stop expecting external rewards. You have to take pleasure and accomplishments for yourself yeah, it's you have of, to get internal rewards and you can't expect that everything you do is going to be worthy of price because you when you do what's expected of you that's not worthy of praise that's meeting expectations yeah. it's you like get a paycheck to do your job that's your reward it's, it's like a participation trophy for everything yes it's good to appreciate you know like hey you did this thing yeah hey, but yeah you know what your participation... Just because you went to field day doesn't mean you get a goddamn fucking ribbon. You know what your participation trophy is as an adult? It's your fucking paycheck. You get money for getting going to work and It may not job. be a great one, but it's what you get. Right. And if you do really well, you get raises and promotions. Yeah, higher paychecks. Right. But you've got to fucking earn it. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, a lot of people like to... And this is kind of like 
the boomer versus millennial thing. Okay, boomer. I'm so glad, again, and I've seen so many things that talk about Gen X kind of sitting and watching the fight between the two, and we're like, just as long as you're not looking at us, right. I don't give a shit. Nobody notices us. Like, we're just here. We're like the forgotten generation, and I'm okay with that. Like, please just leave me alone to do what I'm doing. I don't yeah. care. Although I did see one thing that said that now Gen Z is calling the... Um, uh, Gen X, the the Karen generation. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, please no. Uh, <laughs> however, we don't want that. We don't want that to actually catch on. No. Um, I'm happy to be left in the background and not blamed for anything because we're considered disaffected. <laughs> That's fine. Leave us alone. Yeah. There's a lot of this idea in the, the, the arguments and the war between the millennials and the boomers that the balloon, the ballooners, <laughs> I'm mixing them together, that the boomers think that the millennials need rewards for everything they do. And there's this idea of the participation trophy. But here's the thing, and I think I've mentioned this before when we talked about generations. Millennials didn't invent. No. The participation trophies. The fucking boomers right. did. Because they were the ones that decided we need to to uh, support our kids and encourage our yeah. kids and reward our kids. And so we need to do this in a way that's like encouraging them yeah. for everything that they do. Even if they're not coming out first, second, or third. Yeah. But they're, we still want to reward them for having at least done their best. They showed up. Right. Yeah. And I am a millennial. And the participation trophy thing was not a... Fucking right. thing. That's the other thing. It's been exaggerated. <coughs> yeah. You you did like you there were still people who got first, second, and third. Yeah. Like I mean they did things like I remember like three years I was in Pee Wee pay to play fucking cheerleading. Like I wasn't a real like a good cheerleader or a real whatever. <laughs> but like they did like end of the year like, hey, you were in cheerleading and like it said so I mean they did some little things like that. So I guess you could say maybe those were like participation trophies. Yeah. But it was kind of more of like a commemorating thing. But it's an acknowledgement that you were there and you showed up and you... Yeah. But, but people know the difference between a certificate and a trophy. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Is if you've ever actually been to a sports ceremony, which my kids have been in, like Jack did it for wrestling and Ava did it for soccer, there is a difference between the students who get a sheet of paper that shows that they showed up and they were on the team and the students who actually get trophies. So there is still a ranking system and the students who excel still get more recognition than the students who just showed up. So let's not pretend like everyone is celebrated at the same level. They're yeah, not. it's like the difference between your valedictorian and then the graduates. I'm like, right. yeah, y'all graduated, good job, but this one graduated harder. Right. So this idea that everyone's getting praised equally yeah. is not true. That's a myth. And there are... Which, and then again, like you said, like, boomers are the <laughs> ones that created that, and so now they're being like, I don't maybe it's because they're old, and it's like <laughs> dementia. And they're angry. And then it's like, you know, like, oh, we created this thing that we forgot we did, and now we're mad that you all expect... Like, right. Calm down. And to be fair, my parents are boomers. I don't hear them making these complaints either. So the idea of yeah, painting everyone with the same brush Both is of my unfair. parents are boomers, and... No, those aren't things. Yeah. That I've never heard them be like, oh, these fucking kids and are participating. Goddamn kids these yeah. days. They're honestly more worried about more important things in the world, like politics and the world ending and not whether or not some stupid shitty kid got a gym participation certificate in 1995. Right. right. So again, it's like you have a few loud mouths who are drawing all the attention yeah. and there are a bunch of people who actually aren't like that I'm at all. Fucking Karen. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so uh, the other one so we talked about all the different graduations another one and I know we mentioned this before when we talk about parenting uh, and we didn't really delve into it because it was I didn't want to go off topic but the idea of push presents I can't explain it I find these 
so fucking offensive. What was the other one? <laughs> I, I can't thought? explain why. Baby Bobbles was the other one, which I actually thought sounded adorable. It's cute. It's got lots when of you bees. Say, yeah, when you say Baby Bobble, it sounds really cute. There's something about the sound of a bee that always yeah. sounds often. Like, so there's Yeah, like, I appreciate that alliteration more than I do Push Present. I do. Baby Bobbles. Because PPP has, like, a hard kind of popping sound, but Baby Bobbles is yeah. softening. Plus, you're saying baby. And baby. So do you, have you watched Big Mouth? I've seen like an episode or two. You need to watch Which, it. Which, yeah, it's one of those things like I need to watch it and I liked what I watch and I'm just, I'm awful at watching things. They need to do like a Matrix plug in type thing for TV shows. Like, oh, I've watched Big Mouth. You just want it like streamed directly yeah. into your brain. Well, the reason I bring this up is because Maya Rudolph plays the female hormone monstrous. <laughs> and there's this yeah. one part when she's talking to the girl in the first season when she's introduced and. Uh, she smells real good, and the girl goes, oh, my God, why do you smell so She goes, so good, and she goes, because I don't wear deodorant, and I only take bubble baths. <laughs> so when you say baby bobbles, that's baby bubble bubble bobbles. There's something about the, the bee that yeah. just, blah, blah, blah. like, it's kind of sensuous, right? <laughs> I'm fond of the bee. So, anyway, <laughs> we're going to get off alliteration here and, and consonant sounds. But it's so fun. The reason this bothers me is... is um, here's the thing. I think it's great that, like, a husband would want to be appreciative of the, the sacrifice that a woman has to make in caring and birthing a kid. All right. But it's not like he could do it if he wanted to, right? It's not like he, there's a Generally choice speaking, in the matter. No. Right. Unless they're trans. Yeah, I'm going to say, like... Yeah. The, he, individual situations. Right. Otherwise, yes, generally speaking. So, you want a kid... You don't want to adopt or have a surrogate. Like, you're capable of conceiving and carrying a child. Yeah. And you want to have a kid, and that's the way you want to go about it. That's the choice you've made. You know going into it, it's going to be kind of rough. Yeah. And there's a cost to your body and your time. Some For some women, it's very little. You know, for some women, it's very easy for them, and that's yeah. fantastic. Others, it's harder. I was sick a lot. But this idea that you need to be compensated... For doing something that you and your partner agreed yeah. to to do, that baby's the compensation. Well, like I said, I <laughs> that read baby's it, your push present. I read something, and when I was looking stuff up, and it was kind of, it was basically kind of like, for lack of a better way of explaining it, like rich women who decided they, you know, like who basically like had a kid because that was what it was expected and it needed yeah. to be done, and it was like. I read a couple of articles with women saying basically like he owes me this because I suffered through this for his benefit. And it's kind of like if that's how you really think or thought about having children, maybe you shouldn't have done yeah. it. Like, yeah. And I also read something that said, you know, push presents, baby bobbles, whatever you want to call them. It's <laughs> baby bobble. Sorry. It's really cute. Baby bobble. Um, baby bobble. <laughs> <laughs> It was talking about, you know, from a different perspective, like, for people that have gone through infertility or that have... Okay. From that perspective, yeah. and they said, you know, seeing that kind of thing where it's like, you know, you're being rewarded for this thing that for some women it's... Effortless. Yeah. You're being rewarded for this thing that was so easy for you to do. Meanwhile, there's other women sitting, like, that can't do what is considered this most basic standard Right, a you basic know, female function. Yeah, and, they and you know, like, and so you know, especially for you know women in those situations, like the greatest gift they could get would be that baby. Right. So the idea that they would need anything past getting this baby that they so desperately want, and I read, like I said, I read an article or two to two, a couple of different articles where people were like that kind of shit, especially because again, that stuff is often presented for social media and things yep. makes it even harder because it's so in your face and it's yep. so infuriating to someone who can't have that thing happen yeah. for whatever reason. So you just rewarded this person because they could do what their body's supposed to do. Yeah. You're Meanwhile, rewarding them I, for a basic biological yeah. function, but because something's wrong with me, I can't do it. I'm being denied or yeah. I'm being punished. Like I'm not getting a baby or a fancy ring. Or a one point four million dollar Ferrari like Kylie Jenner did. Yes. Or, or a two and a half million dollars worth of jewelry. Of jewelry for Jennifer Lopez. Here's the thing. You know what I'm I mean the ring about? and the earrings are very pretty, but Jesus. <sighs> but again it and it's also Because I had to look at the picture and figure out what two and a half million dollars worth of canary diamond earrings and rings looked like. 
I would rather have a tummy tuck and a spa vacation. <laughs> Two and a half million dollars. Give me a fucking nanny for a couple of months. Like, God, See, that's let me, the thing. Let me have like eight nights of full sleep. I say this like a person who's had children. I've not had children. But, but I am aware of the things that go into having a goddamn newborn. Yes. And I feel like postpartum the aches and pains your body goes through. I'm like, yeah, diamond ring would be tits, but you know, it doesn't make me any less tired. Yeah. So yeah. And that's for me. The push present for me is having a partner who is an equal participant in the care of that newborn. So I've got cracked nipples and I'm trying to nurse this kid and I'm crying and you're calming me down and you're taking care of the kids and you're changing the diapers. That's my push present. Like you are present and you are involved and you are pulling your weight and you are stepping up and even maybe doing more because you see that I'm struggling. Yeah. That's my push present. Yeah. Because that fucking diamond ring isn't going to do shit for my tired Your gift is participating in the life that you helped create because you wanted it or maybe didn't. Which actually shouldn't be a gift because that should be an expectation but that's what i that's what i want yeah that jewelry that car it's not going to do shit for me i need you to be here and help out and let me fucking sleep every now and then exactly i i get it's, it's this it's and it plays into consumerism which quite honestly we could probably do an entire episode on because i think that that and consumerism and capitalism quite honestly i think yeah. are uh, really at the root of kind of the, the troubles we're having right now, the yeah. fact that our country is essentially an oligarchy and we're letting the rich make the decisions for the poor and that's why there's such a vast gap between us and the fact that we're okay to let these people exploit us as long as we get to to have cheap things or buy stuff that makes us yeah. feel good. and everything. Or see rich people with pretty things that we can only dream of having. Right. So it's... Well, and the- push present thing kind of like along with your you know like a partner that helps out it kind of pushes it back to that old for the most part these days antiquated standard of the male partner provides something monetary yeah so like thanks for having this kid that i supposedly also wanted to be involved in here's money to show that i support that instead of like my hard-earned time and toy like you know me toiling alongside of you it's Hey, I got you this piece of jewelry. So now I don't actually have right. to do the work. Maybe I can compensate you financially I, yeah. so I, I don't have to. I got you this Ferrari <laughs> that I'm assuming a baby seat doesn't fit in the back of. I don't know. I've never driven or seen a Ferrari in person. I don't think. I don't, whatever. But, yeah, like, thanks for shitting out my kid. Here's a fancy car. You know that's not how it works, Deuces. Right? <laughs> I don't know. It's all the same general hole. Women have just one hole, right? Uh-huh. It's like a cloaca or whatever they're called. Cloaca. Cloaca. Like Is that how you're supposed to say it? It's cloaca. Yeah, it's, it's like the birds where yeah. you get your shit in your piss. It's the same thing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember learning in ninth grade biology. Yeah. yeah. We lay eggs and the baby cracks itself in the egg. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's exactly ah! what I'm so glad you got your tubes on. <laughs> <laughs> those have i told people repeatedly because shockingly women especially don't understand biology just having your tubes tied doesn't mean i couldn't have a baby which is fun to tell people because then they get this weird look like oh god she could still birth yeah you, you could you can't get pregnant without assistance right but you like can I still can do carry IVF, it yeah. right so, but you can still carry because i like getting really like agitated and like offended when people say well you can't have kids and be like i can too well we just not organically right i would just need assistance so yeah so steve and i which i mean technically you always kind of need assistance to get pregnant that's true yeah. but you would need like actual medical intervention right so uh not just a turkey baster and then <laughs> a bottle of gin that might work out that's how it, that's how pregnancy usually happens right i'm a little shady on biology in general obviously <laughs> Cloacas and turkey uh, basters. Cloacas, Jen and turkey basters. Can we write a book and that's the title? I was about to say, and now I have a title for my autobiography. Cloacas, Jen, and turkey basters. The Stephanie Coon story. I want to I ghostwrite that for you. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Contact James Patterson, though, too, so it sells more. <laughs> so there needs to be... 
be a lawyer in it somewhere. <laughs> right. I don't know where, but we'll fucking somewhere. figure it out. He's the one holding the turkey basin. <laughs> Legally speaking, I don't know why I should be doing <laughs> Legally, I can't be held for child support. Sport. That sound. Oh, God. It was like a splat and a splork. Oh, I don't even That's my coon's patented... <laughs> Sport. <laughs> Coons patented jizz sound. <laughs> I'm so glad my parents don't listen to this. But it wasn't jizz sound. It was an insemination sound. Like there was more jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to think every now and then that when I die, <laughs> this is my legacy. This is what I will have left for my children to remember me by. You know how they have like an. I don't know what it is. There's maybe it was it's like a Futurama episode where there's like a recording built into the headstone or something. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want a headstone soy for the purpose that like you can walk up and push a button It'll and it story. just plays all all of our all of our podcast episodes. I just want mine to go. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like that's just what it's gonna be. Like I feel like you and me should be buried side by side like a couple, so we can have a joint headstone that has a button that just plays our podcast episodes. And it just says it's like a competition. We're all fucked up, right? Oh dear, that would be says, lovely. Here lies my asshole brain. No name. Yes, burn. yes, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, I told you I want a green burial. And so there's in... So we uh, can just get headstone and yeah. just set it somewhere random. Yeah, so like there's a, there's one I think in Xenia. And what they basically do, like, so you don't get anything. I think I've discussed this before too. So there's a book called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. And it's like an, a kind of an expose about the funeral industry. And it's largely a fucking scam. And it's terrible for the environment. So yeah. honestly... Even the cremation is terrible. It's all fucking terrible. So you when you have to think, like, you know, like, that industry started when there was way less people. Yeah, and a lot more land. But now they have, like, these terrible chemicals that they pump you. Like, people are so narcissistic that they don't want to decay after they're fucking dead and their bodies are in the ground. Like, nobody's looking at them, but they still want to look good. Well, it's just so disturbed by that idea. Putting makeup on corpses so you have open caskets. Like, I I remember... Don't look at me. I remember at my granddad's funeral, like, someone said something about he looked really good. And I think all I could think was, he's fucking dead! Like, no, he doesn't. Like, yes... Like, I'm not looking at him being like, dude, he's very, like, I mean, other than the fact that he was obviously in a casket, he was dead. But, you know, like, I wasn't looking at him being like, wow, he looks like, you know, like, like he'd been through a car wreck or something. Like, it looked like my granddad. Yeah. But it was like, like, you could look like, there was tons of makeup on his hands yeah. and shit. And it's just like, like, it's like, he's dead. He doesn't something- look good. Also, open caskets are fucking creepy because, I'm sorry, my brain doesn't work ideally well or maybe this is how everybody's brain works i don't know the last time i see somebody that's dead to be them dead in a casket when my so when my ex-husband my um grandmother died before we got married and he had never met her and so we went to the funeral and there was a viewing and he said i don't want to look at her because i don't want my only memory of your grandmother to be her dead in a casket yeah i was like no that's fine yeah I understand that there's, that it, they do say that sometimes seeing them dead helps you accept the fact that they're gone. If there's closure for some people. Like, for some people, that's. It's necessary. What they need. Right, but dressing them up and trying to make them look like they're still alive. Putting them in their Sunday, putting them in their Sunday best and, yeah, it's. I've never seen a dead body where I was like, oh, that's really peaceful. They look amazing. It's always been like. I'm it's I'm kind of troubled by this attempt to it's, make them look like they're still yeah. alive despite the fact that they're not. Yeah, it's upsetting. And so this so the the green burial like you don't they don't embalm you. They don't put any they're not supposed to put sometimes they'll even put chemicals on your skin like they'll even spray shit on your body. Naturally. They're not supposed to do that. So there's no chemicals, there's no embalming. They basically take you and dump you in a hole. You can put a shroud on the they, they put you in the ground, and then in the, they don't even have headstones, traditional headstones. They just have, like, natural-looking rocks that you can get carved. So, okay. basically, it just looks kind of like a meadow that yeah. happens to have dead people in it. 
I'm totally cool with this. Like, I have no narcissism or arrogance when it comes to being dead. Like, that's just my fucking body. So you're super into green burial. I have a wood chipper. Go for it. We can make this You work. can mulch me. I don't care. It, I don't, Give back to planet. Yeah, I don't. There's also, you can, uh, they have, um, like, these little pods they can put you in. And they, like, plant you. And yeah. then as you uh, degrade, like, a tree. Yeah. Like, you feed a tree. I'm good with that. Yeah. I don't need, I don't want to be, I don't need my ashes spread anywhere because, actually, that's illegal in a lot of places. Especially and, if you want them to go to your favorite place because I've been told Taco Bell has a problem <laughs> with having your ashes spread there. Can either you, inside or the parking can lot. Can you mix me into the taco meat? I'm just curious. It's there nice. was something kind of pleasing to me about the idea that every time somebody eats a Mexi melt for a certain amount of time, they're eating me. <laughs> you can't have And then I can get a headstone that said, eat me. You can have your ashes made into, like, diamonds, apparently, too. So, a woman I work with, her husband recently died, and she's back to work already, and I actually saw her today. Um, And I'm not close to her at all. I know her through some mutual friends, so that's how I found out. But she has a Tree of Life necklace she's wearing, and it's got Mm -hmm. her husband's ashes and part of it. And then she's got a ring that I think is supposed to be kind of like a secondary wedding Mm -hmm. ring, and it also has part of the ashes in Mm -hmm. it. I actually thought that was kind of nice because A, it was very unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very, you know, sudden. And also, like, they have three children, including, like, a six-month-old. So I thought that was kind of sweet because, like, literally she's carrying him around in her little, you know, tree of life. So that was cute, but, you know. I think that's lovely, actually. I'm not bothered by that. The only thing is that, from what I understand about the cremation process, is it's still... In terms of an yeah, environmentally, it's, it's right. Yeah, and given the state that our world is in, for me, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to cause any more damage yeah. than my ass already has. So just fucking throw me in a hole. Right. And there's a there's a lot of misconceptions about what you can. Do. This is gonna sound weird about what you can do with bodies after they're dead. You can do whatever you want. It's just a matter of whether or not it's legal. Right. There's a lot of people who think that, like, you are required to do certain things yeah. that you're actually not in terms, yeah. like, you do not have to embalm. There's this belief that, like, you start decaying immediately. So the idea that, like, dead bodies spread disease, which they they don't. <laughs> which not to mention, I mean, you know, there's also, like, that makes sense back in, like, you know, the days when we had, like, cholera outbreaks and, right. like, the bubonic plague. Of course. Where literally that body had disease. Right. In it, and you didn't want to stick it in the ground where water supply was. I mean, like, yeah. Right. A, you, didn't we have mo- it, you didn't want to throw it in the sewer where, like, people. Yeah, like, <laughs> was we have modern sanitation and water systems. And also, you know, generally speaking, we're not burying people or letting people, like, the plague lay out in the town square. Bring out your dead. Yeah. Right. Like, so I, I understand that there are times when burning things need. So right. uh, health concerns set aside, like those things aren't required. And in fact, there are a lot of states where you can legally bury someone in your yard. Yes. Now, I don't know that I want to be buried in our yard. But under your floorboards? No. <laughs> that just reminds me of the telltale heart. Because you'll be haunted by it. And you'll hear that heart beating. But I... So I think we we are under the misconception that there's certain things that are required of us yeah. that aren't. And well, yeah, it's funny it's that we you, you get embalmed, you get shoved right. in a casket, like yeah, no. So the, you 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 can do other things that yeah. don't require all that. So I mean, I guess this could kind of tie into the idea of over celebration. I want people to fucking have a wake and get drunk and tell amazing yeah. stories, but I do not want a casket. I do not want to be made up. I do not want to be involved. I do not want my family to have to spend thousands of dollars preserving my body just before they stick it in the ground. I'm pretty, at this point, inclined to, and it's something I actually need to look into and see what the process is. I probably, especially because I'm not going to leave behind children, presumably, at this stage, and presumably my parents will be dead before me. I don't know. Maybe they'll live forever. That'd be be fucking weird. They're immortal. Right. But I'll probably donate my body to, like, you know, to a medical school or yeah. something. That's my mom, somewhat my great aunt. That's what she did back in, like, the 70s. My she grandfather her body did donated to Wright State. Yeah. Like, the ashes sat in our dining room closet for, like, 20 years. Yeah. Which was, you know, fun. Um, <laughs> was it? 
Did yeah, you? because I would say to like friends and like, "Do you want to meet my aunt?" Because <laughs> I was a fucking weird kid. Um, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of kids would have gone with that. <laughs> it's kind of fun because then you just pull a box out, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like that makes sense. And I'm like, a people are using it to you know hopefully learn about you know science and you know how to like dissect human bodies right. and not like necrophilia. And right. they don't have to grave rob anymore. Exactly, that's a good thing. So right? I'm like, and then you know, like I mean, obviously they cremate at the end. As far as I know, that's still what they do. But I'm like, yeah. some use is coming out of. Both my death and my post-life. I almost said post-coital life. That's well, which I, I did say you're dead. It is. I would hope technically. So. Again, I mean, unless someone, unless you get right. I mean, there are people who are into that. So there's always the chance that someone who's handling your corpse could engage in that. But let's let's not make that let's, assumption. Yeah. Let's move on from that because ew. So I, I, I really I love the idea of celebrating someone's life. Yeah. And in fact, when I was doing research on this topic and I was typing in over celebration of life, I got a lot of stuff that was celebration of life, which yeah. was talking about memorial services. Yeah. So when I was researching this, when I was trying to focus on the idea of like people taking everyday events and, and, and exaggerating them and to an extent exploiting them for social media likes or gifts yeah. or money or whatever... That was actually what came up was celebration of life. And I think that's fantastic. Like a memorial service sounds kind of nice, but like the idea of the Irish wake where people are partying and drinking and telling stories. I don't want mourning. I don't want people sitting around and feeling sad. I want people to enjoy it and embrace it. Obviously there's a certain, I mean, duh. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but now I am. So whatever. Um, Obviously there's a certain amount of like, you know, like, oh, they're gone. But yeah, I don't want people, you know, like unless I die in like a fiery car crash and take out an entire bus full of children at the same time oh, i don't no. want people which you know i mean presumably in that case people are gonna be more focused on the murder oh um, <laughs> well it's only murder if you did it intentionally otherwise it's accidental <laughs> right yeah <laughs> of like wait do we, were you planning to do it on purpose let's go with accidental okay um, uh do we need your kids are out of elementary school. They're fine. Uh, um, <laughs> still rides a bus. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, like obviously people are going to be sad because you're gone. But yeah, I don't want that to be, I don't want that to be the focal point. Like I want people yeah. to be like, she was horrifically inappropriate and I never had one conversation with her where she didn't mention a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, and the other thing is I don't want people to pretend that I'm something I wasn't. Like, there's this idea, like, you can't say anything bad about the dead, and you have to only say the good stuff. I'm like, no, I want people to be honest about me. I want yeah, people I'm going to say, like, I'm not going to be unreasonable. Like, no. some people are going to be like, I love them, but holy shit. Let's not pretend that I'm something I wasn't. By yeah. all means, have conversations about the times when I was, like, annoying or ridiculous or dramatic or yeah. vindictive i don't care like celebrate all i'm a human being i am multi-dimensional celebrate all of yeah. those facets not just one side of me don't just pretend like you only have to say good things about me celebrate who i am and do not spend thousands of dollars that could go to better things right. to put me in a ridiculous casket that's designed to keep me from rotting which is inevitable and yeah. to pump me full And this is the whole fucking point of being right. dead. You're, like, I'm sorry. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Right? Like, yeah. we're supposed to... But ugh. it's because, as I think as a general rule, we have such a fear of death, so it's to the point where even... You're dead, you're doing what you're supposed to be, which is... Decompo- <laughs> decomposing. Decomposing. And we're still, you know, like, well, let's pump them full of embalming fluid so they decompose slower. Even like, though no one sees you, yeah, it's so weird. So, like I said, I think it's because we have this just absolute terror of death where it's like, even in the actual, you know, like, okay, you're dead. There's nothing we can do. Like, you're slowing down the amount of death. Yeah, it's and it's weird. Like, like now you're only a little bit death. I'm only a little dead. Yeah, like, they're it's... Still, they're, they're, they just look like they're sleeping. So right. Right. So that the, she's just really tired. The the book that I was talking about, the smoke gets in your eyes, and I'm for whatever reason my internet is going slow as shit right now. 
But um, so that book, and I, I'm trying to find the uh, the name of the author. So she's actually created like an entire society that it's. I think it's called the Good Death. But again, I can't confirm that it because sounds my, my internet is doing. But she talks about green burials, and that's actually where I found the the information about where I want to be buried and how I want to do it. But um, one of the things that she talks about is I was that, like, it's by the platters. Apparently, there's a song called <laughs> "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes." Right, but no, it's like, <laughs> by the platters. So, why is my internet's not working? It started as a show tune. Um, Caitlin Doherty. Yes. Dottie? Dottie? Yes. Dottie? Thank you. So Dottie? she's Dottie? the one who wrote the book. She ha- does it say what the the society is that she created? Is it the Good Death Society? Do, 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 do. I don't remember. I don't either. Because I haven't found anything that says. Caitlin Dowdy is her name, and she has a website. And if you want to go look at it, she's she, what she's trying to do is normalize death. Because it's normal. Everyone fucking dies. Yeah. So this idea that we're afraid of it. and Everyone and, dies so far. Okay, so far. Just like everyone poops, everyone dies. Yep. So this idea that the reason that we engage in these practices of, like, embalming and preserving is because we want to pretend that like death isn't real we want to separate ourselves from it we want to make it look like people are just sleeping instead the of the order of the dead. good death sorry the order of the good de- thank you that okay so the order of the good death no. and and what it is is that we haven't embraced the fact that death is a normal part right. of life we have made it kind of taboo to really talk about it we fear it we don't accept it and that's why yeah. even when we celebrate it we do it in a way that we don't completely embrace that it's normal. We still try to make it look like it's kind of a continuation of life, yeah. right? Like we yeah. have the, again, the viewings and the embalming so the people just look like they're sleeping and we don't really accept the fact that yeah. what you see, that's just a shell of the human that was. Let's yeah. celebrate who they were but acknowledge that that body is no longer. Yeah, I'm gonna say literally that is not that person. Yes, no. it looks like them. Right. But all the things that made them a person, the good or the bad, are gone. Are, are yeah, they're yeah. not there. And that's whether you believe in you know concept of a soul or the afterlife, like all that stuff. Like presumably there, like there is no consciousness left. So right. therefore, it is no personality, yeah. no memories. It is not, a husk. Yeah. Everything that made them who they were is now gone. Mm-hmm. And so you can... So all you have left, if you're not looking... Like, you have the memories. Right. And, yeah. And you don't need the Go body to that. have yeah, those memories. Yeah, you don't need to have that. Right. And again, like we said before, I'm like, you know, you see somebody in an open casket. That's the Like, every time I think of my granddad, the last thing I think of is him in the casket. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously I have a million other memories of him. And I think of him in other ways, but that's one of the first mental images that pops up because it's the last time I saw him. So I really have to wonder what the psychological ramifications are of that. Because some people say, I feel like the commonly held belief is that you have to see them dead in order to accept that they're Mm. dead. I don't know that I buy that because I think what happens, like you said... That becomes the dominant impression. And it also depends. The lasting memory. I'm an adult. So, I mean, that's different. But, like, you know, and I've seen and heard mixed things. Like, kids. Like, I had a friend who many years ago, her ex-husband died. They had an open casket. Her son was at that funeral. And her son at that time was, I don't know, 11, 12. So that's the last time he ever saw his dad was in a casket. That could be the la- I mean, when he thinks that about his, his dad, that could impression. be the first thing that he yeah. thinks of. Yeah, I don't know how a brain, like, Processes how that works, that? you know. Like, the bodies, I, you know, the people I saw that were in caskets when I was a kid were grandparents. But it wasn't that kind of thing. Like, it wasn't a parent. Which has a completely different impact yeah, on you. Yeah, totally. You know, it's just, it's a weird idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I certainly don't want to make any pronouncements for what is good or bad for other people. And especially because that's pretty fucking standard for the most part. I just. I can only think of my children. Yeah. And I can be uh, like. I don't know that I would want to see them dead. Like if 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 it was a situation where they were in the hospital and they were, I would want to be them with them when they passed. Yeah. 
I don't want my children to die before me. Right. Obviously. Yeah. If it happened as a result of, like, injury or illness, I hope that I could be there in their final moments so that I could provide them comfort and they would know that their mother was with them. I was there when they came into the world. I was there when they went out. I hope that I could be present to provide comfort. I hate to think that that would be the prevailing memory of them is in that moment. Like, I have so many other beautiful memories of my children. And that's why I think that awake... And or memorial should be a celebration yeah. of those. So that's what you remember, not those last yeah. tragic and or maybe, sad. Yeah, and maybe for some people that also that works because, especially if they had a long term illness or something like that, it can overshadow. Yeah, those. you can put them in, you know, like healthy, yeah, and, you know, healthy, and you know, mentally and physically, and okay, like in a you know, if you do like an open casket thing yeah. as opposed to in a hospital. So I mean, yeah, like you said. What works for some people, what is closure for some people, is not going to be the same for others. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. At least it hasn't so far. I don't yeah. know. It's possible it could. The idea in my head now of seeing my mother or my father in an open casket. Mm. Because that's, so that's just, yeah, that's just more unsettling to me in a way. And it's so unnatural. Yeah. And I, like I, I mean. And contrived. Like it's yeah. just, there's something so strange and, and strategic and so, I don't I know. just like the idea better that like, you know, instead of seeing them that way, like I can be like, I have a picture I can look yeah. at. Instead of being like, like, I don't know. Like I, yeah, I, I get that to, it works for some people, but it's, the idea is strange to me. The moment that I want to hold on to is like a a, a, a funny conversation right. or a ridiculous accident or like something silly or funny yeah. or, or lovely. That's what I want to remember. Yeah. Not them looking like they're fake asleep. Yeah. I don't Like know. I have very specific, like I have like when I think of my dad, I have one very specific memory from childhood that is the first thing that always pops in my head. A, because it was sort of out of character for him and also because it's fun. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah, to like that. I want that to be the first thing that pops in my head yeah. when I think about my dad, regardless of whether or not he's still here. Yeah, I don't want it to be, you know, the second thing because the first thing is him in a casket. Right. And I have very specific memories of my mom as a kid. And again, I don't want those to be secondary to seeing her in a casket. Yeah. Yeah. I think that my children are old enough that if I were to die, they don't need to see me dead to accept the fact that I'm dead. Yeah. I think my lack of existence is enough to convince them I'm dead. And I would rather that they celebrate yeah. my life in in terms of memories yeah. and stories. Plus there's of, something of super, the good and the bad. Plus there's something super weird about having like, I don't know, drinks and appetizers where there's like a body. <laughs> There is, right? Yeah. We have such a weird relationship. Like, what if you don't have a place to set your plate? Like, is it appropriate to set it on the casket? Like, I mean... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we really do have just such a strange relationship with death and life. Like, this idea that we have to exaggerate aspects of our life so we can get praise and attention and... And And exaggerate the end of it, too. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of... And again, you know, it's just people not. And there's an people not, not being able to. I don't know if it works when you're talking about death, but you know, not living in the moment. But there's also a lack of authenticity to all of it. Yeah. Right. Like so, when you insist that people only don't speak ill of the dead, really? But they're human beings. I've which always means they're multifaceted. I've you always have to embrace all of them. Right. I've always joked slash not joked that you know, like if you know, it, not if you know, when my dad dies, like, <laughs> if. <laughs> Part of my eulogy is going to be like, he's a stubborn asshole. A, because it'll make people laugh in the audience. And B, I l- subset to that, I like when people laugh at the things I say because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> but also, like, he's a stubborn asshole. Anyone who met him or has, like, would be like, yeah, he was kind of a dick. It's just who he was. And it doesn't mean that it made him any better or worse. It was just a facet of his personality. But not acknowledging that? Yeah. It made him not embracing him as a human. Yeah, it makes him both endearing and fucking infuriating. So it's perfect. Okay, so in Trainwreck, I know a lot of people kind of shit on Amy Schumer right now. I still like that movie, and one of the reasons I like it is when she's when she does the eulogy for her dad. I remember when I saw that movie, and it's funny. I just bought it the other week, and I haven't watched it again. But I remember when I watched that. I specifically remember saying, "What the fuck? She stole my entire goddamn shtick." Both from the whole movie and her being kind of a slut, but 
Also, yeah. She wasn't she... a slut. She was someone who enjoyed sex. Don't you shame her. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. one of those re, you know, reper... Or what is it? Oh, you're embracing slut. Yeah, I'm going to say, what's the word? Right, I get it. Re... I can't think of the word. I know what I mean. I know. Um, I get it. I can't think of it either. Taking back. What's the word for? My Whatever. brain is... Yeah, I'm like, bleh, bleh. Um, but yeah, when she does the eulogy for it's great because it's my dad was an asshole. Yeah, obviously raise your hand if he offended you. All of them do. Raise your hand if he was also one of your favorite people. All of them right. do. Like, it's yeah, this idea that you only have to be good for people to love yeah. you. No, sometimes that's people not love how you. people work. No, and yeah. so that this glossing over of who people yeah. are once they die is such fucking bullshit. It's so dishonest. Yeah. And I've had situations. And I mean, if they're per- let's be honest, if the person was so absolutely dreadful that saying those things is just like, you know, like everybody's like, yeah, you're probably not having a real great, f- like, I mean, you literally put them in a hole in the ground. That was it. There was no funeral. Like, my uncle, actually, someone that you absolutely fucking despise, you're not going to do that much fanfare. You're not going to even bother with Yeah, the, there's with not going to be any fanfare right. to it. Well, my, Other than people showing up to be like, cool, goodbye. Thank God. My uncle uh, passed away in his apartment and was not found for quite some time. And they didn't have service for him. And when I was talking to my cousin, I was like, if if it is meaningful to you to do that, you know you can do that if you want to. And even if he hadn't planned for it, if you want to do that because you need it, you can still do it. And you don't don't even necessarily have to do it timely. Like, there are people that do... The person is buried, and then memorial services happen down the road, either because that fits in with travel and people's schedules, or it's easier to do that after time has passed. Because you're also, you can have time to deal with it. Yeah, because you got to think about it. I mean, you know, especially the way, and it's funny, me me and one of the girls at work have talked about it. She thinks it's very strange sometimes how quickly we bury people because... She has a lot of family that's international. So if someone dies, like, time. people have to come in from town. Yeah. She has people, you know, like, they have to get travel permissions to come into the country. Yeah. So there's a lot of rigmarole for But a lot of that can also be religion-based. Like, and I some think of, in the yeah, Jewish like, faith, they have to be buried. Within 24 free. hours, is it, 48. I, I thought it was three days. Is it three, it's it's a wrong. very short period. Right. Yeah, it's, like, very And honestly, quick. If, if you're not involved, like, you do need to get into the ground relatively it, quickly, but that's okay. So stick my ass in the ground, and if people right. can't get here, have a memorial service later. I remember a year after my grandmother died uh, on my dad's side, they had a memorial, like, a... a service a year after to yeah. kind of mark the one year yeah and, and like i i don't think that's the, bad either. no at the time she died and that's the thing at the time someone dies sometimes it's too much for yeah. people to talk especially about. if it's you know something that one way or the other either it's been extended and, and long drawn out and yeah. no one has the mental or capacity yeah to handle that or if it was too sudden or because it was too sudden like it's one of those things like you're still so much in that that grief and shock yeah like especially because you get fear there's a lot of people that go through that kind of thing that i mean you know they probably don't remember a single thing that happened from that time yeah so sometimes and sometimes i mean sometimes that's good i guess depending on the situation yeah but yeah sometimes you need time to reflect and 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 really so yeah i think of of all the different celebrations we've been talking about to be honest i think death deserves more celebration to be yeah, honest. In a lot of ways, yeah. Because, especially if you feel like that person lived a good life. Even if it was troubled, even if it was difficult. Yeah. My life hasn't been all wine and roses. It's not been easy, but by God, I fucking worked hard and I have prevailed. Yeah. In many, many ways. And when I die, I want people to celebrate the fact that they knew me and that I loved them. And yeah. enjoy that. And no gifts required. <laughs> you know? But I I, I think, just want to say Hey, you know what? I want you all to be like, God damn it, we need her back. Stephanie, I want you to haunt me. I'm just going to put out there right now. Done! Can you please come and visit me? I, I mean, let's be honest, there's a good chance I will. Like, just, hey! Not when I'm pooping. No. Can you? <laughs> Though I don't know, maybe ghosts don't have a sense of smell, so it wouldn't bother me. Like, it might be unsettling for you if I'm sitting in the corner like... I don't know, you can what you company, do? Because sometimes it takes a while, so you can, That's like, true. talk me through it. <laughs> Be like Dexter have when he goes poop, he has to have the dog in there with him. Oh, like literally, like Odie has to be in the bathroom with him. 
And if he's not, he flips his shit. Aww. Fucking bizarre. He's precious. Kids are fucking creepy. I love kids, though. They're so weird. They are super weird. <sighs> well, uh, we've talked about a lot of things, and then we went on like a 40-minute conversation about death. Yeah, that was unexpected. But it worked. <laughs> Maybe I should just cut that into a whole new episode that has absolutely nothing to do with celebration. Just call it death. Yeah. Over celebration. Da, da, da. Death. <laughs> Celebrating life. Celebrating death. death. There you go. Life, boo. Death. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Maybe that's not the way you should think about it. Uh, no, I mean, uh, well, I, I don't believe that death is the end. So for me, I'm like, hey, it's just an, I feel like it's a continuation onto something else yeah. that I can't I don't really know what I think still. I have to believe there's something beyond this because there's a lot of people who in this world don't get just, <laughs> like, they don't, don't, don't get what they deserve. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, yeah. That sounds really fucked up. I know. My sense of justice requires there to be an afterlife, but not a heaven and hell. I don't believe in heaven and hell. I do, I think there's something else, but I also think it's beyond our comprehension. So for anyone to say, yes, this is it, and this is how it goes, I'm like, no, 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 you're a liar. You don't know. You don't know any more than I do. And I, I don't know. I kind of had the mentality of like, you know, like maybe it is different for everyone. Or maybe it's one of those things that's like a, like, whatever you believed is what is. Have you watched the good the good place? Yes, uh, I have not watched all of the third season yet, but that's I have watched really good. all of the first two. Yeah, I don't know that I like am prescribed to their version. Yeah, of I'm gonna say because again, it's sort of like a heaven hell thing, right. but obviously, yeah, not. But I still really enjoy because it it's it's Michael Schur who created Parks and Rec okay. and Brooklyn Nine. I don't know I, if I realize he's that. lovely. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're totally just straying into I'm other areas. Totally fine with the afterlife if I have a cheaty. Or an Eleanor, for that matter, honestly. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Ted Danson, I don't know when it happened. Hey. <laughs> he could get it. It was some, We were talking at school today, and there was a conversation, and they were ta- somebody was talking about Supermans and stuff, and they were talking about which Superman they like and which thing they didn't. I'm like, I'm not super big on Superman. And first I said Brandon Ruth, and I said, I'm not big on really classically handsome men like i'm like i like a little ugly i like them to be a little messed up i like something kind of fucked up we had this conversation before that i don't like about superman because yeah he's always kind of he's too classically classically too clean too classic right and i as we've discussed before i like a little ugly sexy so i had mistaken him and i said something about him being in the new mission impossible uh but that was actually brandon no 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 sorry it was henry uh cavill yeah i don't no, and see, to... he does absolutely nothing for me. He doesn't for me until he has that fucking porn stash in that movie. Mm. I And I don't normally like just mustaches, but there's something. And there's this thing he does where he, like, sh- you've got to see the clip where he, like, shakes out his fists. Like, he's about to fight, and he, like, shakes out his arms, and he's got this giant mustache. Mm-hmm. I can't explain porn it. Stash. I don't normally like a must- just a mustache. I usually like full facial hair. We're totally going off topic here. I don't even just know. Just a little. It was in the most recent... Mission Impossible, Henry Cavill, and... Oh. Yeah, that mustache is kind of... It works for me. <laughs> well, in this picture, he's got, like, a curly Q thing, and so he sort of looks like the evil guy that ties you to the train uh-huh. tracks. Which Steve and I had actually talked about. Yes! Yeah. See, like, I'm here for it. Ha. Yes! <laughs> We're it. sorry the end of this podcast turned into a thirst <laughs> session. But really, you should look up Henry Cavill mustache and... Put it in the spank bank. Oh, yeah. Or the, or the rub tub, as I call it. Boys have spank banks. Girls have rub tubs. <laughs> Which, for some reason, everybody says is gross. And I'm like, how no, is a rub tub no. more gross than no. spank bank? No, I like it. I like. I imagine like this... Uh, okay, so I imagine this like beautiful claw-footed tub. That's <laughs> all these... Full porn. Yes! Yes! Like, it's this classic, elegant yeah. bathtub with, like, pornography in it. Right, and see, when I think spank bank, I just picture, like, a bucket covered in jizz. I picture, like, a really weird piggy bank. <laughs> a piggy bank covered in jizz. Yeah, regardless, I feel like there's... <laughs> well, I don't know that I think of the jizz, but, like, I yeah, just whatever. feel like I just feel like anything related to boys and jerking off is probably covered in sperm. I really feel like I need to cut out this version. <laughs> But it's so fun. 
we have gone off track, but that's okay. Because we're so we're talking about life and the over celebration of certain things. And but sometimes you have to over celebrate your genitalia. See, full circle. <laughs> I feel like I feel like rub tubs and spank banks are an adequate level of celebration for things that we find appealing. I don't sure. think that's over celebration. I think that's the right <laughs> amount of celebration. It's 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 not over or under. It's. Yeah. It's perfect. It's the perfect amount. It's the Goldilocks and Three Bears version of sex. <laughs> not too hard. Not too hard. <laughs> <laughs> just right. <laughs> so we've talked about so many things. This is like the most hodgepodge episode I think we've ever done. I feel like every episode gets a little more hodgepodgey. And part of me is like, I'm going to have to edit the shit out of this. And there's another part of me that's like, no, embrace it's it. It's going to be fine. Leave it all in. Because I don't give a shit. Like, no one's paying us to do this. What are we going to do? Are we going to lose advertisers? <laughs> there are I any. feel like we might gain advertisers right. with this. I just don't give a shit. Like Hustler and Newcomer Funeral Home. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> the, the, the green... The Green County Burial in, in Fairborn. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Bury yourself in a rub tub with newcomer funeral. <laughs> Ew. Oh, my God. Okay, so. In conclusion. It's not a competition. We are obviously all fucked up so severely fucked up (laughs) we are not scientists medical professionals or mental health experts we are simply two people interested in discussing a topic that affects everyone either directly or indirectly we are not expressing expert opinions and anything we say should not replace medical advice or treatment If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, especially if you are thinking of harming yourself or someone else, please seek the help of a mental health or medical professional. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. You can also chat with them online. Take care. My Asshole Brain was written and hosted by Amanda Green and Stephanie Coons. Artwork by Doug Tolles, produced by Stephen Beasley, and presented by Greasley Enterprises. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved.